Hello and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast, a series of inspiring interviews with spiritual leaders and entrepreneurs who have successfully turned their passion into their own business and who are dedicated to living their best possible life while making this world a better place through their work, offerings, and authentic presence. I'm your host, Anna Frolic. I am an intuitive guide and mentor for purpose-driven business owners who are ready to break free from their self-imposed limitations so they can confidently step into their true calling, make more money working less, and embrace the life their soul is craving. I'm so excited you're here with us, and I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. For more information about this and past episodes, please visit www.anafrolic.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Frolic, and my guest today is Catherine Massell. Catherine is an intuitive energy healer, ascending earth creatrix, and creator of the healing modality Ascending Earth Reiki. It is her passion, purpose, and mission to help humanity understand and be more at peace with the shift into fifth dimensional consciousness as part of the process of planetary ascension. She helps women to evolve into new systems of belief that create harmony in mind, body, and soul so they can align positively with this shift and welcome in more joy, clarity, inner wisdom, inspiration, creativity, and divine connection with the ascended and earthly realms. She helps women to birth new ways of being through rebalancing the heart and mind so they can integrate all aspects of self into wholeness and claim the abundance and prosperity that is etched into their soul's blueprint. Yay, I'm so excited you're here with me today. Catherine, thank you so much for deciding to join me on today's podcast episode. You're so welcome. It wasn't a hard decision at all. When you asked, I wanted to leap at the opportunity. So thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah, it felt so divinely guided to ask you, as I just shared with you. I always like to really trust my inner nudges. I always get like really clear, intuitive nudges to just ask this one specific person. So I'm so excited and so glad you, um, yeah, you wanted to join me today. Mm -hmm. So um, the first thing I wanted to ask you is if you could share a little more with us about your spiritual journey, how you got started Mm -hmm. on your journey of spiritual awakening. Is this something that has really been uh, present for you since childhood or did you become aware of yourself as a spiritual being a bit later in your life? Mm -hmm. How is this for you? Well, I've always known that there was something going on that um, (laughs) I didn't feel so comfortable to talk about when I was a little kid. I had a very clear sense of being clairsentient and claircognizant from as early as I can remember. And just being able to feel the energy in a room, um, being in haunted places, I could definitely pick up on things, essences of things, traces of things. 
I could almost hear the words or feel the words that were unsaid by people in conversation. I, I watched a lot of adults when I was growing up. So I was that kind of watcher and observer and picking up on things very early on that I just at first assumed that everyone did. And then when I would start to talk about things and get more vocal about what I was experiencing, I quickly learned that that was probably something I shouldn't talk about um, because it just looked like, you know, when I would get reactions from people from the things I would say, it would look, they would look at me like I had three heads. So, <clears throat> and as far as I knew, there was no one else when I was growing up, no family members, um, relatives, things like that, who had these feelings that I did, at least if they did, they never talked about it. So it was kind of this unsaid, unspoken thing for many years. So I internalized it and used it as a tool when I could. I figured out early on how to use it as a tool and as a gauge for human interactions, where to stay out, where to go in, things like that. Having an intuitive kind of hit here and there and being able to trust in it and act on it pretty early on. So that was good. I know a lot of people don't go that route. So I felt really fortunate in terms of that, but I didn't do anything with this, um, let's just say level of, of, of knowing until I was um, in school to be an esthetician. I had a teacher at the time who was um, very, very, uh, <laughs> she had this very foreboding presence about her. She just was very authoritative and she was all business and she was a great teacher. She was wonderful, but she took me aside one day and she said, do you know what Reiki is? And at the time I had heard of it, but I didn't know much about it. I didn't know anyone who practiced it. And, and I told her as much and she went to, on to explain to me in very clear detail what Reiki was, that she was going to be my mentor and she was going to take me through to master level of being a Reiki practitioner and master and teacher. And I said, oh, okay, I thought this was aesthetics school. It totally was out of left field for me. I didn't know where it came from, but when I, when I calmed down from the experience, I realized that this was the woman I had been asking for. Mm. Because in my heart, I was asking for someone who could teach me or lead me or be a mentor or a guide in some way to help me understand the things that were happening for me from a very young age and giving me a way to kind of make sense of it, if, if that was even possible, to compartmentalize it or funnel it into something that could be helpful to others. Because I always had this feeling like I should do something with this, but I had no idea. Mm. What. Um, and so, you know, on my own journey, in my own end, I was doing a lot of reading. I was reading anything I could get my hands on that was in turn, you know, spirituality, Eastern, Western, you name it. I was reading everything. I've always been a voracious reader in that respect. And really, when she came along, it was like the culmination of everything I had been asking for. So, um, so grateful for her presence. And then from, from then on, I started with Reiki and then moved into hypnotherapy. And then it really expanded into something that, well, what it is today. There were many, many gradients uh, getting to where I am today, but um, it really led me to where I am in such a beautiful and graceful way. Sure, there were hiccups along the road, but it was all lessons learned, all things that I needed to accumulate in my healing journey to make sense of mm. what I'm doing now, if that, if that answers your question. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it makes yeah. perfect sense. I think it's, it's very similar for most of us. It's always yeah. an evolution, right? And we Absolutely. keep integrating yeah. aspects of ourselves and our own journeys and yes. everything. Uh, 
always kind of comes back together on a higher level. When we're ready oh yeah. For that. And, and in ways that mm-hmm. we can't even have, have imagined really. So that's, mm-hmm. that's been a big, um, big source of my happiness and contentment at this point is that things unfolded in a way that at one point I couldn't have even imagined it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for the journey. Yeah. I feel it's so fascinating on this journey, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, I think a lot of us are going through a process of empowerment and, and really learning to or remembering that we are the creators of our own destiny. But I also believe it's so beautiful to still have that room and leave that room for the magic of the unexpected. Yes. And uh, I think that's such a, a beautiful part of the journey as well. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm. All right. Um, so when did you start feeling that it was time for you to turn your purpose into a business? Um, was this something that was really, um, you know, like naturally guided where you just kind of, um, yeah, you felt like almost you didn't have another choice or was there like a pivotal moment oh, yeah, in your career where you point. just yeah. knew it was time and you kind of, felt that it was time to leave your old career behind and and start fresh. Yeah. It kind Mm -hmm. of hit like a brick wall for me because I had, I'd been a bartender in in hospitality. I'd been manager and done banquet work and I'd been in hospitality forever. Really. It felt like that way (laughs) for a while. And so I had my side business in San Francisco. I had an office. I had a brick and mortar office where I did hypnotherapy um, and Reiki. And it was fantastic. I loved it. And I wanted to just do that full time. But I wasn't completely on board with the idea that I could make this a viable career that could support me. And many healers go through this, I think, mm. tragically. Um, but we're starting to come out of this cocoon, I think, that we are starting to realize the realm of possibility that lies in you know, how many different ways we can creatively support ourselves in this business. Um, But at the time, that was not part of my um, realm of experience at all. And so I wanted to keep this bartending job. And one day it just reached this head, really. And it was, I remember the day very, very clearly. I was getting off the bus that used to take me an hour plus to get to work from where I lived in San Francisco, um, where I worked. And I got off the bus and I remember literally feeling my legs like, we're not walking towards that place. <laughs> We're just not going there. It was like this whole body, mind, spirit connection that just said, you are done with this. And it really hit me like a brick wall. And I called into work that day. I was, it, it took me that long to get into the city, but literally walking to work was an impossibility. I felt just completely stopped in my energy. So I had to listen to that. I had to pay attention to that. So I called into work made up some lame excuse. I don't know what it was. I was sick or something happened on the bus. And I just went and I sat down in a cafe and I just thought about this and I got out my journal and I started writing all the pros and cons of just stopping right here today, being a bartender and being done with it completely and all the pros of what it would mean then to me, how I would be able to step up really. And to me, that day was my call to action. Mm. It was that final moment that was just like, this is your make or break moment. This is when you get to decide. Because for a long time, my heart just wasn't in what I was doing at all as a bartender. I mean, I, I, I loved the people that I worked with, but other than that, there was nothing in it for me. There was no 
no passion, no excitement. I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere. I didn't want to be a manager again. And the, the connection that I felt with my clients at that point in my career was so strong that I just felt that I could be serving so many more people. I could be doing so much more good. And that's really where my heart was. And that was, that was the day. That was the day I just mm -hmm. broke that completely. And I never looked back. <laughs> mm -hmm. And not yeah. to say there weren't rough patches. There were, but I was always in full stout belief of my decision that it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I think it's, it's really so often, it's really just a matter of making that decision. And I guess Indeed. when you reach that point where it just becomes too painful to hold on to those things that we feel give us security, but right. at the same time, there's a, this inner soul calling where it just gets too painful and you can't do it anymore. Right. And when you get to the nitty gritty mm -hmm. of that and you realize that all that job was offering me was just mm -hmm. a paycheck and nothing mm -hmm. more and weighing that against all of the things I was being offered and given and gifted on a daily basis from doing what was aligned with my heart's purpose and mission, it was, then it was a no-brainer. That decision became easy. Mm. Yeah, and it's so beautiful that I think when we let go, when we really let go, that's the moment we really start opening to receiving too, and then all the support is there. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And then the amount of alignment with mm. you know opportunities with the right people, the right situations just came in like gangbusters after that. So it was really an affirming decision. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you mentioned that you went through some challenges as well as definitely all of us experience, oh, I believe. Yeah. Um, so what do you... I uh, want to share a little more about that. What are some specific challenges that you went through on this journey of um, turning your passion into a full-time career? And um, I guess especially in, in connection with being a healer and uh, a spiritual guide. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you know, it's not that much of a difference from most of us who choose this path in that um, we have a difficulty fully embracing our gifts and talents and abilities to the point where we openly talk about them and openly share. And many of us who are called to be healers in this lifetime, I firmly believe that we have been called to be healers in many lifetimes before, um, more than one. Mm -hmm. And so we hold the the energetic imprint of past karma around being a healer in in times before where it wasn't so cool for us to be healers especially women healers um, certainly there was a lot of trauma and shock um, around that in lifetimes before where we couldn't easily step up into our gifts and talents unless we're talking about like prior to 50,000 years ago where um, we had more of a well, even 200,000 years ago, where we had more of the, the free reign of the divine feminine. But uh, most of us have this imprint of shock and trauma and not feeling safe talking about what we do mm. in a very open and honest and candid way. So we veil a lot of that and we don't fully express our truth. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've worked with fellow healers who have throat chakra trauma, um, who have trauma with the eyes, who have trauma with the hands. Um, and this could be from physical things in our past or, or um, just carrying the energy of the divine feminine lineage of, of healing and clearing. Um, so I definitely struggled with being open about, let's just say particularly about channeling 
and doing light language channeling where you're literally speaking a different language that's only understood through the heart. It's not something mm-hmm. that can be translated with the intellectual mind. And being able to just talk about that and explain it was a very hard thing for me to do for a while, let alone do it and do it openly on my Facebook page and in my group and put my videos up on YouTube. And when I embraced that, a lot of things opened up for me. Like many of us as healers, that's what happens when we fully own our gifts. We experience a whole new upgraded level of them. Uh, and also the definitely something we all struggle with as healers is that, you know, money is not spiritual. And that definitely hurt me and my security level in the business, especially when I was starting out feeling like I should be giving away my stuff for free mm-hmm. because everyone needs healing. Right. And, and this is something that many of us as spiritual entrepreneurs struggle with this idea of placing a value or, you know, a dollar amount on our services when we feel so called to do healing just for the sake of it. And, um, I, I, you know, one of the things that really turned it around for me was a mentor who said, well, you know, think of a plumber, (laughs) a plumber understands that other people need plumbing, that they need pipes in their house, that they need a flushing toilet, but they don't go around and give away their services for free. Contractors understand that people need homes with four walls and a roof, but they don't go away building homes for people for free. Sometimes they do if they work for Habitat for Humanity, but other than that, they place a value on what they do. And we are called to do the same thing. And I do really feel that that's part of our, um, not only part of our challenge, but it is part of our call to action to step up as healers is to own the value of what we do with full confidence, knowing that that keeps you in integrity too. Knowing mm, that Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. we can get confused around that mm. and we can kind of go down the rabbit hole with thinking like money is not spiritual, but it's really keeping us when we hold on to that identity as healers that we should just be indebted or in servitude to society rather than being in service. That's a big distinction that we often feel that if we're you know, placing a high dollar amount that no one is going to pay for our services and things like that. But um, I found a way in my business to make peace with all of that because I work with very high VIP clients who are willing to pay a lot of money because that's more Um, in line with the amount of income that they make. But I also offer really high value, low investment courses for people who don't have a lot of money to invest. So I will work with the full spectrum of people who who ask me for some sort of guidance and mentorship, because that's my particular pact with the universe. I want to be able to work with as many people as possible, not Mm. just a bunch of you who can afford me. And so there's ways to nuance that and still be able to offer the value put a value or a dollar amount on the value that you offer, I think. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I feel this is so true because when we really see that value, that's when we can also share it when we can Mm -hmm. give it and we can, that's yeah. One thing you mentioned, you can actually serve a lot more people. Yes. When you're open to receiving that amount of support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I think that's very, very true and an Mm. important distinction for all of us as healers to make. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I've definitely been through that as well. And, um, everything that you mentioned, uh, the visibility part and, um, also really learning that it's not just okay, but that if I want to be empowered and enable myself to love my purpose, I have to 
really be ready to receive that amount of support. And I really learned it the hard way. Yes. <laughs> um, and I remember having so much resistance initially to charging for my healing work and even for the creative work that I did in the past. But then when I became a healer, um, that went to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling so much guilt around that. And then at some point I realized that I was really just playing small. Like I wasn't willing to make that choice and mm -hmm. um, I wasn't really serving anybody. So, right. Um, and, and when we mm -hmm. realize that we can be far more impactful mm -hmm. on the value yeah. and totally have confidence in the value of what we offer and are willing to price our offerings accordingly, we can serve people in the highest and best way because Aren't we serving as beacons ourselves in our own confidence and integrity to show the way for others to, it's okay to be this way. And we can actually all equally impact each other and, mm. and create a larger collective impact on the planet for those who are mm. really coming forward and asking for help. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's so important as we're shifting, shifting into the higher dimensions as well, because when we really go into that consciousness you know, understanding that we're all connected, that we're all one, then we actually know that if we're yes. um, sacrificing our own well-being, we're in a way hurting other people. Yes, or, um, I totally believe that. And yes. if we allow ourselves to receive abundance, then we also do that for everybody else. Indeed. So Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, one of the things that you do is um, – you are a guide for people who are ready to make that shift from uh, the third dimension to fifth dimensional consciousness, especially in business. I mm -hmm. um, saw some of your recent uh, live videos, um, mm -hmm. I think on YouTube as well. Um, and I found all that really fascinating. So I wanted to ask you if you could share a little more about what exactly that means, um, especially in terms of um, shifting a business or recreating a business in the fifth dimension what are some mm -hmm. um, important elements of that shift and um, yeah could you explain yeah I'd more? love to talk about that because I'm very very passionate about this right now um, so I teach a class it's called heal awaken align boot camp and it's specifically for spiritual entrepreneurs who want to bring their business from 3d into 5d I find it very interesting that many of us who are spiritual entrepreneurs and we're on this journey of expansion and trying to understand, make sense of the higher realms of consciousness and the vibration that we're shifting into. And those of us who are spiritual entrepreneurs, we are so intimately tied to our businesses, yet we're doing all this work on ourselves, but we're leaving our businesses kind of where they are. <laughs> and, and not everyone is doing this, but I, I, I do see this a lot. And I feel like, well, that's a really great place to kind of step in here and, and shed some light on how to bring your business that's still operating in a paradigm of, of 3D and bring it into 5D. And I think there's three major components of that. And this is definitely what I place a lot of emphasis on in, in this um, six-week boot camp. So balancing the masculine and feminine traits of every aspect of your business. I'm talking about everything from the front end to the back end. If you are bringing in a masculine and feminine balance, and there are 12 key traits that I talk about on each side of that, um, it really does create a shift energetically in your business. It's, a, it's an energetic upgrade, really, because what you're doing is bringing in complete harmony 
to those parts of your business that maybe you haven't even thought about balancing it with the masculine and feminine. And some of us who are, um, it's just interesting how I've seen this unfold. Some of us who have our approach to, let's just say, doing one-on-one -on -one work with our clients, maybe we lean towards the more feminine nurturing side with our clients. But when we are in our business, it's very masculine. The way we create, let's just say, the posts that we write, the copy that we write for our posts, um, the way we go about the day-to-day -day in our business, it can be very masculine. And there's nothing wrong with this until there's something wrong with it. <laughs> so, when you balance the masculine and feminine, it's like having this constant sense of awareness of where things are in harmony in your business or where they aren't. And I, his, when I applied this template to my own business, I just saw the proof in the pudding. I mean, it, the, the shift was almost immediate. And when I started looking at every aspect of what I do in my business in this way, like what's out of balance here? Having that, you know, correction, that tipping of the scales to bring everything back into harmony again, really creates a huge shift. So that's one of the things that I talk about. The other thing is bringing our inherent gifts and talents and abilities. So those things that perhaps provided us with that calling, you know, that call to action to step up and be spiritual entrepreneurs in the first place, whether we're psychic, we're mediums, we're clairvoyants, whatever that is, but taking those inherent innate gifts that we have and bringing them up to a level of self-mastery. Because to me, it's being called up in 5D to a greater level of service. This is for all mankind, not just for those of us who are healers, but for healers, I think it's even more true. It's a higher call mm -hmm. to action. So this is so we can help more people. And so it's possible to help more people understand the ascension process. It's help, we can help people understand how to experience the growing pains of ascension in a better way. And this is all about us bringing our talents and gifts and abilities that we've just maybe kind of rested on the laurels of for a little too long and not brought them up in our practice and our dedication to a level of self-mastery. This is how we truly own our gifts with total confidence and integrity. And when we communicate that, we become a beacon to others who are looking for that level of healing and that level of guidance. And then the third part of it is to really stay ahead of our client's healing process. And we do this by fully engaging in our own mm -hmm. process, meaning creating total awareness of where we are still holding shadow, knowing our shadow, embracing our shadow even, because that is the wisdom of experience is in our shadow. The lessons that are here that we've asked to learn are when we unveil shadow, they become apparent only then. And the lessons of this life and the previous ones that are coming up something that we have to fully embrace. So if we're not actively engaging in our own healing process, how can we expect to be on the leading edge of healing and fully owning our gifts and talents and allowing them to come in, into mastery level if we're still holding on to so much shadow, if we're still not ready to integrate lessons and become whole ourselves? Um, this is really so we can be better teachers, we can be better mentors and better stewards of this whole ascension process. And I feel that when we open, we are open and honest completely about our own healing journey, we become beacons also to those who are at that stage in their healing journey of what we just finished healing. You know, it's like we have this energetic imprint that we put out that those who are aligned with us, our ideal soulmate clients who are here to work with us, they can easily find us that way if we're totally open and honest about our healing process and what we, we just came out of, what lesson we just integrated. 
And I, I feel that's part of our, all of that is part of our call to action in bringing our business from 3D into 5D. Mm. What are some challenges that you see people going through as they're making this shift? Um, I've definitely got my own experience with this. Oh, we I, all do. Um, all do. But, it's, yeah. I mean, it's impossible mm -hmm. for us not to because we're, mm -hmm. we're doing this work, but we're still mm -hmm. human. We're still mm -hmm. here on planet Earth. So I, I think it's for many of us, and I'm speaking, of course, from personal experience, it's easy to get swept up in the, the chaos and the turmoil of collapsing timelines that are part of this shift in vibration. Oftentimes people think when we're going into 5D or the new earth, we're going somewhere. We're not actually going somewhere. We're elevating. We are moving through vibrational levels and increasing the overall energetic frequency of mother earth. So because we saw are so intrinsically tied to her energies, we're along on that ride too. So we're not going anywhere. We're just entering into a new vibration of earth. And with that, there are timelines that will collapse and are collapsing actively that remove the energies of, well, I say, I should say reconciling the energies of 3D, you know, the fear, the chaos, the lack, the sorrow, um, the conflict, loss, all of that, which is very aligned with 3D energies, those energies are not supported in 5D. So when we experience this collapse mm -hmm. of timelines, which is like this, this ultimate reckoning and reconciling of the, the energies that are part of 3D that we're still holding on to in our imprint and the Earth's imprint, they are falling away and we get swept up in the turmoil of that, the echoes of that. And it's important for us as healers not to get swept up in the drama for the, of that and think the sky is falling, everything's falling apart. Oh my God, we have Mercury retrograde and Uranus retrograde and all these retrogrades happening at once. Ah, the sky is falling. It's easy to get swept up in that, but it's really important to not lose ourselves on our own healing journey and to really understand that things must break down in order to break through. And this is one of those things that just, it sounds trite, it sounds <laughs> like really simplistic, but I keep this in mind when I start to feel like I'm getting wrapped up in the chaos of the collapsing timelines that Things need to break down in order for us to break through and allow for the imminent expansion mm -hmm. of body, mind, and soul. Because it's going to happen one way or the other. So we can do it with a lot of pain. We can do it with a lot of suffering. We can do it with a lot of struggle and inner conflict. Or we can do it in a way where we understand that this is just part of the flow of the process of ascension. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think learning to trust that process has been so, so important for me. Um, I started seeing this pretty early on my awakening journey, probably, um, yeah, months after I started. Like, I, I started noticing that as I was letting go of the old ways of doing things that I think it started like seven or eight years ago, that everything that I had built on fear was pretty much collapsing. Mm -hmm. and then yeah i had certain times in my journey too where i was kind of going back into the fear a bit more and I, yeah i think i had some unfinished business in the 3d realm as well so <laughs> i think there's nothing wrong with that either but um yeah or just noticed that i was you know holding on to certain ways of doing things or to the old ways and then again reached that point where it just became too painful and i had to let go and and then i feel really learning to trust um that process, trusting myself definitely has been a big part of that as well. Yes. Um, and 
and I'm trusting that I'm supported as I really follow my truth and, and embrace the things that really bring me joy and that I know are aligned with my purpose. Um, so, yeah. I think the paradox in mm -hmm. that is that we, we think that when we're going through that period of real struggle and strife and trying to make sense of what's happening, we're going through the breakdown, we're asking mm -hmm. for all this help. I think the paradox of that is then we went that when we finally surrender to it and embrace the process, all the support that we need comes, but it's like this, mm -hmm. this pack, this agreement, this understanding with the universe that we have to get there first to that place of faith and knowing that all the support we need will be there when we need it. And that the rest is just kind of wrestling with ego and, and false identity and the identity that is literally falling away or parts of the identity that are falling away with the collapse of these timelines. It's a hard thing to deal with because we're battling with a, the colossus of the ego. And that's, that's no small feat to wrestle with that and all of the identity issues that come up around that. But it's normal. It's important to remember that it's normal, that we're all going through this at our own level. And the more we talk about it, the more we talk about and share honestly about our healing process, again, the more we can step up and, and answer that call to action to be of more help mm. to those who need it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, that paradox that you mentioned, I feel this is so important. Like it's so easy to get sucked back into the... The, those patterns that we're so used to, but I think in the as we're shifting into the new paradigm, we're really becoming master manifestors. So whenever mm. we are not in alignment with what we really want to create, even if it's by holding on to something old that we feel gives us stability or gives us a feeling of safety, it actually yeah, pushes us back into the, the, the wrong direction and yep. we're not really aligned to receiving the support then um, to create the new. So I think that's, yeah, that's a really great reminder. I think so too. And we're always seeing the contrast of that. So if, mm. you know, we are being pushed back, we're being pushed back so far that the contrast is in such stark relief that we get to see in that moment the lesson. We're like, oh, mm. I see what I did. I see this now because it's literally in black and white and you're like, okay, all right, now I can go back and I can make this adjustment. <laughs> It'll feel a lot better mm -hmm. and I'll feel more whole because I will have integrated this lesson of, I don't need to recreate this now. I lived through it. So I don't mm -hmm. need to do it again. That's how quick this process is and how accelerated the energies are now. And you mentioned that, you know, we're master manifestors like, we are manifesting faster than we ever have. So it's really important for us to be good stewards of our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, because it's manifesting so quickly on the material plane, on the, on the 3D plane. Mm -hmm. So we really have to be careful about yeah. what we're, we're thinking about, what we're doing, you know, what kind of behaviors support the thoughts and the feelings and the beliefs that we have, because we are manifesting so fast mm -hmm. so just as quickly as you would manifest something negative well you can manifest something positive something that is self-affirming mm -hmm. so it's important to be mindful of that too i think yeah absolutely i guess the good thing is that because things manifest so quickly we become aware of what we're doing much more quickly too. yes yes it's all happening so mm -hmm. fast but it's all happening for our highest and best good and that's an important mm -hmm. thing to absolutely to, to bring to heart as well mm -hmm. All right, so we're almost at the end of our mm -hmm. interview today, um, but 
before we end the session, I just wanted to ask you if there's anything else that you wanted to share with our audience, any messages that you wanted to share? Yeah, I mean, I, just to kind of piggyback on what we were talking about um, with the energy and how fast things are accelerating, we're going, we're going through a period of lots more power surges now. And what I call power surges are um, these accelerated uh, timelines that are coming in. Just as we're collapsing timelines in 3D, we are bringing in new timelines. And this is really aligned with, if you think of, um, converging celestial events. I was talking about all the retrogrades happening at once and, and solar eclipses mm -hmm. and blood moon, lunar eclipses and things like that. All of these converging celestial events lead to big purges and shifts down here, whatever, you know, as above, so below. I truly believe that. And so don't fear it. <laughs> my, my advice is just understand that this is part of the new normal that's being created here. These intense power surges of energies where we feel an uptick in ascension symptoms and and we feel these shifts down here embrace it and don't fear losing your identity understand that new things are coming in that are more aligned with what you are asking for so this loss of identity that you're experiencing and it, it might feel big at the time that pang of that fear that makes you feel butterflies it's fleeting it will go away embracing this process for what it is of you becoming more will will allow you to understand more of your infinite nature it'll allow you to more understand more of your joy uh, more of why you're here your purpose and your mission and that is ultimately more self-satisfying so it's easy to get caught up in the chaos but embrace the process as much as you can and ground yourself ground ground, mm, ground. oh yeah <laughs> i'm big on that whatever your favorite grounding practice is do it and do it a lot <laughs> Yeah, that's so, so important. Definitely wanted to see that as well. I think because I think part of the ascension process too is not just shifting into the higher vibrations, but actually anchoring that in the earth realm. So I think that's why grounding is so important Absolutely. too. Because we only have filter mm -hmm. for this whole, one filter for this whole experience, and that is the physical body, which mm -hmm. is very much part of this 3D plane and part of earth. So if we are not grounded, we can't experience the highest and best parts of this whole process. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. You're and so one last thing, um, where can we find you? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. my website is pretty easy. It's katherinemissel.com. And then I have a podcast, The Abundant Intuitive. As far as I know, that's on iTunes, Stitcher. Mm, Play, yeah, I actually uh, subscribe to that. Oh, nice, yay. <laughs> Um, I have a YouTube channel that also bears my name, Catherine Massell, and um, there's a blog on my website, and you can learn more about Ascending Earth Reiki on my website. It has its own page, katherinemassell.com forward slash Ascending Earth Reiki. Um, and am I forgetting everything? Anything? I think that's it. Your Facebook group? Oh, my Facebook that? group. Yeah. So I have a Facebook group called Ascending Earth Reiki. And then my business page is Catherine Massell, Ascending Earth Reiki. Mm. All right. I'll definitely include all those all links. Right. At least some of them, I'll include them in the show notes as oh, well. Thanks. So it'll be easy to find. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Catherine, for being here with us today. I really thank enjoyed you. this really conversation. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening or watching the video if you're watching this on YouTube. And I look forward to being back with another episode very soon. 
Thank you for listening to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. For more information about this and past episodes, and if you're interested in working with me privately, please visit www.annafrolic.com.